Yeah. Cut it, 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 cut it. Them bricks is way too high, you need to cut it. Your price is way too high, you need to cut it. Cut it, 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 cut it. Them bricks is way too high, you need to cut it. Welcome to Talking Giants, presented by SeatGeek. I'm your host, Bobby Skinner, here with my co-host, Justin Pennick, And we got our 53-man roster predictions slash what we would do. So it's a little mix of both, where it's like, hey, you got to have some... You're not just creating exactly what you want. You got to have some realism in it. Um, but also, like, you know what? There was a move that I just slated this guy in. And I was like, you know what? I don't think this would be the best, if everyone's healthy. And obviously, we have that key component too we are doing this under the assumption of health and a lot of times camp the pup list that type of stuff takes care of questions justin how are you bobby skinner i would say out of all the years that we've done this exercise maybe this year is the toughest one because some of these guys on my my last three out lists and even some guys that are you know even the fourth fifth guys that i wound up cutting you know in this in this exercise these were guys that were like legit depth guys for the Giants in, in 2021 and 2022. So that's the crazy thing. We're in, in past years, we're cutting guys where it's like, no doubt, no question about it. This guy's being cut now with this year's exercise. And I think it's a testament to you know, that this roster has a little bit more depth on it. The guys that were cutting this year, they were depth guys on past teams. Yeah. And in other years, it's like, all right. It's hard to put together 53. Let me just throw in one guy that screw it. Like, let me just throw in Kelvin Benjamin as a tight end and let's see what happens. And do that. Um, so the, yeah, this year it's you, you're making, making tough cuts, um, making, making tough decisions. And, you know, not every guy that's been drafted over the next three, last three years is going to make this roster, I think. Um, and obviously salary cap goes into that. So we'll, we'll get into all of that first. Justin's episode was brought to you by a special person. That person's name, Justin. Is Tucker Breer. Tucker mm-hmm. Breer. Breer Tucker. We actually have a like Tucker Cherry in the chat, Mark Breer, but now we have Tucker Breer. Justin, who is Tucker Breer? Man, it, that that threw me off. That really threw me off. It's like a mix of two of our favorite people in the world. But if you want to be one of our favorite people in the entire world, you can go to patreon.com slash talking giants. And there are some tiers. And with those tiers, you get some benefits we are your friends with benefits as they say you get to hang out with us live while we're while we're recording the shows and uh bobby skinner will send you some stickers in the mail plus there's some shirt raffles a couple times a month those are the benefits patreon.com slash talking giants friends with the benedicts and someone in the chat said i got your sticker bobby's handwriting is really bad so you get to see a sticker and my handwriting (laughs) yeah all right justin let's get into this 53 man roster uh prediction slash what we would do We'll start at the top. We'll just go from quarterback down to special team, you know, kicker and punter. At quarterback, obviously Daniel Jones and Tyrod Taylor. For me, I'm not I'm not carrying a third quarterback. Um, do you have any anything against that? Nope. I have two quarterbacks, Daniel Jones, Tyrod Taylor. So we talked about it slightly the other day. I can't remember what podcast it was on. If Malik Willis is letting go. Like he is someone I would carry a third quarterback for because I I don't think he wants like he's not going to want to go from one practice squad to another practice squad and maybe he does, but I feel like that would be like a a perfect spot for everybody where 
he is the he's the one person in the league that I would carry three QBs on. Just hey, you're going to have that active roster. You're going to have that type of salary where you get to develop him, see what happens with him. You know, maybe he could be the backup next year after Tyrod Taylor's contract expires with a cheap player, and then he also gets some of the best quarterback coaching in the NFL. Um, but obviously, he's not on the roster. But I just wanted to throw that out there since we're to make the QB conversation a little less boring. That I am very much a two QB guy for rosters, but. If Malik Willis somehow uh, frees up and he's just picking and not being traded for a seventh-round pick to whatever team, that would be a pretty exciting uh, guy to have on the roster and just to build on. Like, And again, you're not sacrificing any type of draft capital or cap space for it either. Do you think he would get somewhat of a rich backup QB contract? No, because that type of stuff is like... like He's, he'll be like on an Isaiah Hodgins type contract, like where he becomes like a uh, restricted uh, free agent going forth. So, so he can't he can't be cut and then get signed. And also, like I mean, he looked really bad last year too. So no one's really. I gonna do think invest. there's a lot of other teams that may be thinking exactly what you're thinking about. How I still would want to get my hands on this guy. No, I definitely agree. But I'm th- like this would be a good spot for Malik Willis because you have the coaching here. Um, you can be the third quarterback and there's a path to you becoming the backup, um, you know, with Tyrod Taylor's contract yeah. expiring this season. Yeah. So like, I, I just think it'd be a good spot for him. I don't know. Yeah, I, I didn't even plan to talk about this, but I kind of just, it popped in my head as we, as we went through this. Yeah, why not? Um, uh, running back. How many are you carrying? I have three. Okay. I have three too. Saquon Barkley, Eric Gray, and Matt Breida. I think we're pretty set on that and this isn't position battle so we're not gonna be like who's rb2 type stuff on this but but those those are my three guys and i'm i'm gonna use eric gray in a different role too later on yeah i i was about to say are we gonna make any designations for special teams now or are we gonna do that later um let's do that later we'll talk returners so we just kind of spoiled eric gray is gonna be used in the return game um gary brightwell it's it's been fun but been real bro it, you don't he doesn't add much to this team you get a back who's I think is just a much superior prospect than he was in, in Eric Gray and then Matt Breed obviously was the backup last year so you're going to use all three of those guys Matt Breed probably would spell Saquon Barkley more um, with that speed and they like to use him in some of those uh, two back personnels uh, when they get in that pony stuff and they use some wildcat and use him on jet sweeps so yeah Saquon Gray Breed Brightwell did return kicks last year, but he wasn't good at it. So no. um not valuing his special teams. Wide receiver. This is where there's a log jam. Slayton, Hodges, Hyatt, Campbell, and Wandale are locks. Those five players are flat out locks. Um, we'll see where Wandale is health wise, but we're doing this under the assumption of being ready to go for training camp. So you have five players that are a lock, Justin. And this is a position where a lot of teams only carry five wide receivers. Where are you going after that? So I'm carrying six. So that means that there's one more that you didn't list, right? You listed Paris yeah. Campbell as a lock. Yeah, I li- Darius Slayton, Isaiah Hodgins, Jalen Hyatt, Paris Campbell, and Wildnail Robinsons as locks. So I'm, that's five. I'm really open to this being a camp battle. So this isn't necessarily as a prediction of who I think is going to win that camp battle. I know for a fact that the Giants love Colin Johnson. Like we we saw it last year. We knew that they liked him. He would have played over Darius Slayton, you know, and I even 
I even asked like, you know, a, a similar person who I asked last summer about, you know, who told me about Richie James. And that's why I started talking about him nonstop. Like who, who's that guy this summer? And he told me Colin Johnson. It's like, well, we knew that they like Colin Johnson. So Colin Johnson could be that sixth guy coming off of a, a, a season long injury, but I'm accounting for special teams here in my prediction. Um, I have Jamison Crowder as my sixth guy. So I have seven. You have seven. Jamison Crowder is in there because he's not the player that he once was, but he does add value in the slot. Like you can throw him out there and not be devastated by him uh, playing for your team. And this is where I made a tough cut, man. I'm going Jeff Smith because he does add true special teams values. He has some speed. And this is why when the Sterling Shepard contract uh, when he signed that one-year minimum contract, so he can be cut without it being a cap issue at all. Right. Um, this is why I was like, man, I, I was just kind of hoping he'd retire because it's just where what is we and we said what is the plan for Sterling Shepard? Because you have five locks ahead of him to play just wide receiver. Sterling Shepard's obviously not going to play special teams, and I do value his leadership and his and and stuff like that. But what is the path for him? And the path only really is. Other guys being injured, but guess what? Sterling Shepard is usually the injured guy, right? So we're not talking about, you know, like, oh, these other guys in front of him are always hurt. Like Slayton Hodgins, Hyatt, um, and, and like aren't guys that get hurt. Campbell is coming off of his first full season, and Wandale wasn't until this last year. But you have all these, like, Shepard is the guy that gets hurt. And obviously, there's a good chance he could start the season on the pup list, but also, his injury was early in the season, so it's not like the year before. And he was ready, you know, a couple of weeks in the training camp last season. That's why this this is a tough cut because I love Sterling Shepard. I love what he's been as a New York Giant. But it's just what is what is the plan for him if everything goes right? Now, again, injuries and stuff handle this, but Shep is the injury guy. So I am saying under this imaginary land that everyone's ready to go day one of training camp. Uh, Sterling Shepard would be my cut because I'm not playing him at wide receiver ahead of any of those other five guys. Yeah, man, I, I was hoping that I would be the bad guy in the room and the only one to do it. Um, and I'm not the only bad guy in the room because I also don't do not have Sterling Shepard making you know making my hypothetical 53 man roster for the same reasons that you said. Same reasons that you said. That, you know, it's it's awesome that the Giants have this depth, and really, this is this isn't even like a reflection on. Shep, like ma- making this choice. It's a reflection on where this Giants roster's at. Um, and also Shep just isn't dependable and he hasn't been dependable in a long time. You can even say that like Jamison Crowder, well, he's a little injury prone too. Jamison Crowder, two of the last three years has played 12 games in a season. Sterling Shepard, I'm pretty sure only has two or three seasons where he's played more than 12 games in his entire career. And he hasn't played more than 12 games since 2020. So hey, hey. And Crowder gives you returner value. Like that right. was the that was the tiebreaker for me, because um, Jeff Smith as works as a gunner. Like Jeff Smith is a place like he's going to be seventy percent of special team snaps. Um, Jamison Crowder, like yeah, Sterling Shepard's a better wide receiver than him, but Jamison Crowder has a re- returner value. So it's like okay, I I can see a path for him to be on the roster, um, where Shepard doesn't have that. And like you said, like Crowder is more durable than Sterling Shepard. Yeah. Um, these days. So those were the two tiebreakers for me. So and at least for me, I don't feel the need to carry seven wide receivers because I feel pretty confident that our practice squad guys, like let's just say, you know, if Colin Johnson, you know, maybe makes it to the practice squad, David Sills is somehow gonna stay around here, right? Bryce Ford Wheaton, Bryce Ford Wheaton, if he stays around the practice squad, right? I feel confident in 
if somebody goes down and we need to elevate somebody, I feel confident about, okay, you know, even not carrying seven wide receivers, I feel confident carrying six because whoever maybe we can call up, they can kind of come in and, and they'll be all right. Um, and then we also even have just the starter depth to begin with. If Slayton goes down, you still have Hodgins, Hodgins Hyatt on the outside too. You have Paris Campbell that has that outside inside versatility. This wide receiver room should be, should be fine. And it definitely shouldn't be like last year. Yeah. And talking about guys we cut, like, do they make it? Colin Johnson actually could be a candidate that gets claimed. He was already claimed once by the giants when the Jags cut him. Um, and I'm sure like, I'm sure the Bills would actually like value a guy like Colin Johnson. You know, they I remember them liking him in in the draft. I just ran off a few though. I mean, you know, there's well, a little, there's, yeah. there's a place for Wheaton, you know, a bunch of guys that they even, you know, even used last year. So Yeah, so Colin Johnson, but Bright like Bryce Ford Wheaton, like with all the guaranteed money I'm in there, unless someone claims him to their active roster, he would be on the Giants practice squad. He's not going to go to a different uh, a different practice squad and I think if he was in any he would have to have the most amazing preseason ever for him to be claimed because if if he was a claim candidate, he would have just been drafted in the seventh round by somebody. Um, I'm also very open to, and I don't know about you, like making this 53-man roster prediction. I'm excited to see who, like, I, I think it's a competition. Who's going to oh, win yeah. that wide receiver six, or I don't know if they're going to carry seven, that, that last wide receiver spot. It is definitely a wide-open competition. Yeah, like when we do our camp battles pod, a lot of that stuff can be already slated in, and there's not really true competition. The last couple wide receivers on the roster should be a flat-out competition. Um, you know, So like you said, you can make arguments for a lot of these different guys after the five that are locks on the roster. Yeah. All right, tight end. Darren Waller and uh, Daniel Bellinger are locks for the roster. Uh, I'm going Chris Myrick as my third tight end because the H-back versatility. Like, we need an H-back on the roster. I think Myrick is going to just be – would be a better blocker than Dre Miller or Ryan Jones. Um, and then I'm not keeping Lawrence Cager because we have Darren Waller, and I think Lawrence Cager could be kind of comes somewhat redundant when you have a, a Darren Waller on the roster. I am carrying four tight ends. Okay. I, and I am keeping Lawrence Cager uh, on the team. Now, if I if I were to make a revision to this, I it depends what you value, right? If I were to make a revision, I would cut Chris Myrick and then I would be using Daniel Bellinger as kind of like that that H back kind of role. Cause I think he did it and he did it last year. And you saw like <laughs> most of Daniel Bellinger's explosive plays actually came lined up as a fullback. Remember the, you know, the two Vikings games, you know, the, those, there was a stretch towards the end the of the Colts. season that was being used as a receiver like that, the Colts game, stuff like that. So I think Bellinger can slide into that role just fine. You don't need Myrick, but where, where you do need Myrick is if you want to have 12 personnel, mm-hmm. you want to take Darren Waller off the field a Bellinger Myrick combo of running the ball. And then also that that doesn't mean that if Bellinger and Myrick are on the field, that doesn't mean you can't pass the ball. Those guys can run routes and it's not like you're becoming totally unpredictable. But for that reason, that's why I am carrying four tight ends. I'm carrying four tight ends because Darren Waller is a guy that is injury prone. Lawrence Cager is a guy that is a receiver that has receiving upside. Um, and I mentioned Bellinger and Myrick 12 personnel packages. How about Waller and Cager 12 personnel packages? Why not? Let's get crazy with super ultra speed on the field. So instead of doing Waller, Cager, 12 personnel, the argument for me would be to only Q3 is we'll just do 13 personnel where Waller splits out. 
Sure. Like, and then you can run out of, out of some two tight end stuff while use, while keeping Waller on the field, flexing him out the slot and then having two wide receivers on the field, whether it's Slayton and Hodgins or Hodgins and Hyatt, Slayton and Hyatt, whoever. Um, so the reason I, 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 so I value Jeff Smith's special teams over Lawrence Cager as a fourth tight end. Um, and then I want to be able to run out of two tight end stuff with, with Daniel Bellinger and Chris Myrick. Um, so that's, and that's why I have four. I mean, I, and I also have four because Darren Waller is injury history and I, and I'm, I am accounting for that and I'm having that insurance and backup plan at the tight end position, um, before the season. So yeah, I, for me, it'd be Bellinger is just the insurance because it's not like cage or some amazing receiver. He's just got speed where you can, right. you can scheme them open and stuff. Right. All right. Offensive line. We'll start with tackle. Thomas and Neil are the starters. I'm only keeping one swing tackle, and I'm keeping Tyree Phillips. I also have one swing tackle, but I prioritize guys that could also swing outside that mainly play interior. So you only kept two offensive tackles? Oh, no, I have I have three, Thomas, Neal, and then Tyree Phillips. Okay, yeah, so I keep Tyree Phillips. Obviously, Tyree Phillips, if he wanted to be a starter, his best path there is guard, but he's a backup at this point in his career. Um, didn't do great when, when Neil went down, but played, honestly, a little better than Neil. Um, and How Matt, many linemen do you have? Nine. I have nine, too. Okay. So Matt Matt Parrott was a cut for me. Um, we're heading into the last year of his contract. Uh, I If... Now, if Thomas were to go down, there's no good answer. Like, I don't know if I trust Parrott or Tyree Phillips there more, but if if Neil goes down, I trust Tyree Phillips. I think he'd be better in the run game than Matt Parrott. Um, and then Pascro, I think he can. Phillips, I trust on the island a little more. Where Parrott, if we're working like tight end help and stuff like that, I'd probably like him more just because he has that athletic ability and size. But I, I just went Tyree Phillips with there, and uh, Matt Parrott's a cut for me. I agree. I have the same thing. Offensive guard, Azudu, Bredesen, and Glowinski are locks. Um, I guess we can include center. Let's do guard and just interior offensive line. So Azudu, Bredesen, Glowinski, and John Michael Smiths are locks. This was tough. Um, I decided to keep Marcus McKeithen on the roster, despite that he tore his ACL last year, but you did invest a draft, you know, a draft pick from your first class. You don't want to give up on that talent. And then. This was, we'll go through our last three and last three out, but this was one. I just went Shane Lemieux, and I am, at this point of his career, I am telling Shane Lemieux that you are a center. Like, no flexing. Like, you are flat out a center. You practice that center. You Hopefully, you can become good enough to be a backup center in the NFL. But I need some. I need somebody on this roster to s- focus solely on playing center after John Michael Smith, and I don't want that to be J.C. Hausenbauer. And to me, I'm going to use that as Lemieux because I want Bredesen to be in the rotation at guard. Okay. Um, I also have Marcus McKeithen making the roster, and I have Devery Hamilton. I am cutting and letting go Shane Lemieux, even though I hate that. I mean, I I don't think he could, Shane Lemieux at this point in the career, letting him go is not like a hate. I mean, well, I mean, I hate it because I, I seriously do think, and we are using extremely small sample sizes of first 19 snaps of the 2021 season and then even training camp last year i really do think shane lemieux was going to take a jump if the dude can could just stay healthy and play in football games and the issue for him is that he couldn't be he and he, and he can't right now at this stage of his career so it really stinks but uh, i'm 
you know, I, I'm so I, I'm Devery Hamilton's my final offensive lineman in here. Yeah, he came back. He had that foot injury in in, in the preseason first preseason game. Comes back. They start him one game. The foot is still injured, and he looks bad. Um, and the foot, like the foot, was still injured, and then he went on IR yeah. after that. Where it's like you kind of you you do feel bad for Shane Lemieux because I did like him as a fifth round pick out of Oregon. You know, with the run blocking upside, and then came in and played as a rookie was really bad in pass protection as a rookie but it's like okay could there be a path for this guy to move into an average pass protector um but he's just been he hasn't been able on the field and availability is a huge part of to me for being a uh but again like i kept lemieux over him devry hamilton i someone i'm not i'm you know probably someone you put on the practice squad we've really never seen devry hamilton play in a regular season game um I value the versatility. That's really what it comes down to for me. Guard, tackle, versatility. I mean, there was even a – I think maybe there was one practice last summer because remember they just had zero offensive linemen for a hot, for like a hot stretch last year. They had like zero depth at offensive line. Uh, they even had like Devery Hamilton snapping the ball for a practice. So that that's a guy that I, I grew to really like during camp last year. He had a solid preseason. I understand that we haven't – seen him during regular season action. I would hope that are my ninth offensive lineman on the roster. Um, you know, I don't need him to have a tremendous amount of regular season experience, but I need him to be reliable and I need him to be versatile because if he has to slide in at tackle, Hey, at least he can do it. He has experience in it and the coaching staff somewhat trust him. If he needs to slide in at guard, you know, we definitely feel comfortable, you know, with Devery Hamilton in an emergency situation having to do that. So that's why he's my ninth lineman on the roster, the big versatility factor. Yeah, backup offensive line conversation is always fun because like, oh, well, this guy sucks. He's like, yeah, he's a backup yeah. offensive lineman in the NFL. They, they're they not good. Like, I, I find me a good backup. Maybe you can find me a good backup in the NFL. Find me the second good backup on, on a roster. Yeah. Like, it's, it's basically impossible to do unless you just have a draft pick that you don't want to start right away. So there's that. All right, so on offense, um, basically our only differences were I kept Jeff Smith uh, from the wide receiver tight end room, you kept Cager, um, and then you kept uh, Hamilton over over Lemieux. So yeah, I mean I, I can get down with both of those. All right, defense. Actually, no. Talk about something. Ooh, let's uh, let's talk about something. And what we're going to be talking about is Seat Geek. They are a bunch of geeks, and they provide some seats for your ass, your big old ass to sit down. And today's episode is sponsored by Seat Geek. You know, sitting is one of my favorite activities. It is my favorite activity. If you don't know what Seat Geek is, they're a ticketing app that makes buying tickets super, super simple. With over 28 million downloads, Seat Geek, they are the number one rated ticketing app ever in the world that has ever existed ever in the universe. There are more than 70,000 events, wow, every single day on SeatGeek, including sports, concerts, festivals, and more. I'm telling myself not to do this because I regret it every time I go because getting to Yankee Stadium is like going to a different fucking country. But Yankee tickets are really cheap on SeatGeek, and it's like screaming my name. Like, hey, Justin, take take this ticket that's in, that's in section like 420 or 320. The ticket's like $5 behind home plate where you can see everything. You can see balls and strikes. You can see everything. It's $5. You have to go. So I may actually go. They always want to make sure that you're getting a good deal. So I'm clicking on that deal that's $5 and it's green. And that's good. We've got the hookup. Use code Giants for $20 off your first purchase at SeatGeek. That's $20 off your first purchase with promo code Giants. Click the link in the description to download the app. You'll be glad you did. You'll be glad you did. All right, defense, edge. Kayvon, Aziz, and Jihad Ward are locks. How many are you keeping? 
I'm 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 sticking with four. I'm going five. I have uh, Habakkuk Badonado as the fourth. I'm only keeping four, and I'm just like, hey, at least I can trust him to be a good run defender, and there's some modest pass rush potential. O'Shane Zimenez, we know what he is. Ellison Smith, blah. and then Timon Fox. I'd like to keep Timon Fox on the roster, but I valued other players ahead of him, so I'm keeping Baldonado. I have Baldonado, and I have Timon Fox. Goodbye, O'Shane Zimenez. And Ellison Smith. Ellison Smith is going to be go down as one of the weirdest Giants draft picks. Don't tell me. Was he a third rounder? Fourth rounder. Top okay, of the fourth makes round. Feel, makes me feel a little bit better. Top of the fourth round of the 2021 draft. Um, he was actually a guy me and Falado talked about, and I was just like, the dude just can't play the run at all. And then he added weight, had you know the missed year because his college didn't play uh, the COVID year and just has not been able to sp- – like every time he gets on the field, he's off the field for an injury. So just like one of the out of the out of all the draft classes that we've covered, he is the biggest "do you exist" player, right? For sure. Like twenty nineteen, like yeah, that like Corey Corey Ballantyne contributed to the Giants much more than Ellison Smith. Did Ellison Smith yes. block a kick? Did he block a punt? I think he did, and then he got injured like the play after. I think it was that. I think it was that Eagles game. They they blocked the. They did because Aziz Ojolari got that sack. Yeah. And they blocked the kick. Um. And I think that was Allison Smith. And then he got hurt like on the next play. So I'm keeping four. You're keeping five. Timon Fox was one I wanted to keep, but I just again I, I valued other guys who uh, over him. All right, defensive tackle. I mean, there's four easy: Dexter Lawrence, Leonard Williams, A. Sean Robinson, Rakeem uh, Nunez, Rochez, Nacho. The fifth. I'm going to go Jordan Riley. He's a more recent draft pick over DJ Davidson. DJ Davidson coming off the injury. I, I mean, probably the two picks out of the last, you know, the two uh, Joe Shane draft classes where they just didn't do much, where I saw their ceiling as this spot, the fifth defensive tackle. But you got to have a fifth defensive tackle. And I, I decided to go Jordan Riley over DJ Davidson. Yeah, I agree. I mean, this is even. You know, another like sneaky camp battle too. This but, should uh, be like a flat out whoever wins it wins it. No bias uh, going into camp. Yeah, Ryder Anderson, go out and win it. Here's the thing with Ryder is though he plays like a different spot, right? That's yeah, like, like he's not going to play nose tackle like those two guys are. Um, you know, so it's like you got to have someone on the like obviously Ashawn can slide over there, but um i'd like to have someone who's like just focusing on that nose tackle spot and i think riley and davidson were that so right Ryder anderson we love you but so you don't have right anderson on the team no i don't and that's tough for me disrespectful disrespectful right anderson just can't play the run um at least not now in his career you know converted edge to five technique uh, but he did have a, some nice pass rush ups here and there but when you got dex and leo we're not gonna rely on him all right inside linebacker <laughs> You can make an argument to like only keep four of these guys or seven because when you include special teams and stuff and the fact that it's such a bad position after Okereke. So Bobby Okereke, I think Bobby Okereke is the only true lock. McFadden, I think, is a is a solid lock. Beavers, too. So I, I kept those three. And then I am going to keep Jared Davis because, I mean, they played him over Micah McFadden. He's got the most experience on the roster. Um, out of all those, you know, guys that for the inside linebacker two spot, do you do you have all three of those guys making it or no? 
Well, yeah, all four. Okay, okay, McFadden, Beavers, Davis. So I, I have a total of five interior linebackers on, on the team. So Cam Brown is your fifth, right? I mean, Cam Brown is my fifth. He's your he's the team. one special team guy where it's like we can point to actual special team stuff with him. Yeah. Um, I will say about Gerard Davis, Bobby, I can easily, easily see just knowing how training camp stuff happens. We see a lot that vets are cut. You know, and and guys that even lower end draft picks or even like UDFA young guys are prioritized. I would not do this because simply because the Giants interior linebacker room is super young, but they did it last year with obviously letting Blake Martinez go. And that became like a super young and vulnerable room with like nobody in it. I think that there's a chance that they will keep Deontay Johnson and Gerard Davis will be a training camp cut. I would hope I'm hoping for that. Okay. Because Jared Davis just – he is what he is. Now, I, I, he was the best – what they had last year, which is so sad how bad the linebacker room was last year. But I would hope – I would hope that that. So at least you can get some life and hope into that room. And, hey, I mean, Deontay Johnson – Deontay Johnson could come in and fight for a starting job. Like, I know that sounds insane, but that's how bad this spot is – where Beavers would be the favorite if he wasn't coming off an injury. But he is coming off of an injury. Mike and McFadden, like, there's some really fun stuff about his game, but can he be a good down-the-down linebacker? Deontay Johnson, like, he's, again, he's one of the few guys we get to talk about from college that actually just plays linebacker. Um, You know, uh, like, go watch him against Ohio State. Like, he played like he played solid versus that team who had a lot of, you know, NFL players up front. Three guys that got drafted and one guy who could probably get drafted next year. Um, you know, almost intercepted CJ Stroud. The only reason he didn't is because the ball, like, just he dropped it, right? Like, it was a really good coverage play. It wasn't just a bad CJ Stroud throw. Like, he made a great play in coverage. Um, so there's that, but I'm, I'm not going to force it right now. I put Carter Coffin in here too as a special teamer. Um, he's been a key special teamer for them. You know, he forced that fumble versus the Panthers last year to start, uh, you know, to kick off the game. And so I do have Cam Brown and Carter Coughlin surviving their entire rookie contracts which i think uh again when i talk like that 2020 draft class you got two stars and thomas and mckinney and then uh, got you know some of those seventh and sixth rounders turning the guys and crowder would still be on this roster if he didn't complain about playing time too it's true um, it's true yeah i only have five um i don't have i mean i wish i had room for Karkoff, and i just i don't have room right now um so I, I kept coughing. Cornerback, Adore Jackson, Deontay Banks, Cordell Flauder locks. I'm ki- Aaron Robinson. I have not given up on Aaron Robinson, by the way. Me neither. Like last year, he was playing outside, and me and you both were kind of had like a, just a nauseous feeling about it, where it's like, I think this guy can turn into a solid slot corner, and especially in this defense that is so man coverage, wants to play man coverage, and he plays the run really well. Like, He's a man cover corner who an aggressive like, corner. Yeah, like he was a part. He was a draft pick for Patrick Grant to to transition to more man coverage, and then got injured. I haven't given up hope on him yet, despite all the injury stuffs. Um, where like I want to see him come in and compete for nickel corner. I do like with Cordell Flott, like best man win. Um, so I do have Cordell Flott, Trey Hawkins. No way I'm letting him get off the roster with that athletic ability from the sixth round. Uh, can put slot him in the special teams to start. And then one of my last three in, I'm, I'm keeping Amane Aurorier. So just just so I have another outside corner presence 
after Jackson and Banks because, like I said, I want Robinson moving into the slot, and then Hawkins ain't ready yet. So I, I got Aurorie as a as my what's one six. I, I'm keeping a six corner. Yeah, I, I have six corners too. Um, Adori, Banks, Flot, Robinson, Trey Hawkins, and I have Nick McLeod. Nick McLeod was someone I I thought about keeping. I thought about bringing seven corners. Um, because McLeod can do special teams. He has versatility to play slot outside safety. Um, they like him as a run defender too. Um, so I, I thought about keeping McLeod. So we both have Darnay Holmes being cut. And I think it just comes down to, he's not the green scheme fit. You have Aaron Robinson. And again, that contract escalator for playing time for day three picks screws him, which like that, that should be something that they worked at. It's kind of crazy how the rookie contract, like the vets fought for the rookie contract wage scale and it ended up screwing vets, right? Because like that rookie escalator that Darnay Holmes gets from going from a $900,000 contract to two and a half million dollars, but they, there's no dead cap with it. So it screams cut me if you're not like a for sure starter. Um, you know, we went through this battle with Darius Slayton last year where I, but it, it was about to be like, didn't Slayton do the same thing? Like he was almost cut because of this like same reason. Yeah. And he had, and he forced to take a pay cut, right? Um, and also it's like teams just value young guys because they have cheaper contracts over vets. So it's like vets are out of the league quicker. I wish they would have never fixed the rookie wage scale. And also it, I would like teams to invest in quarterbacks. They draft from the first round a little more. Um, and now that they are cheap teams, throw them away and they're, they're not, they're not willing to hold on to them as much. It does suck for Dar- I mean, it sucks for Darnay. I, I consider Darnay Holmes a very successful third round draft pick. I do. Fourth round pick. If if Patrick Graham is the coach still, I'm not cutting Darnay. But we have a man scheme, um, and he just doesn't fit that. And you know we're we're doing this under the assumption of guys being healthy. So if Aaron Robson gets hurt in camp again, I don't. I'm not moving off Darnay. But right. Um. With everyone assuming health, I'm using that 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 you know extra million and a half dollars as wiggle room for the season. Safety. This was a position where. So, like, I just kind of go through this and, like, okay, locks and just, like, filling out, like, you have to have these min- this many players at these positions. This was the only position where I put one, like, you have to have four safeties on a roster. I have five, and this was the one that was, like, first round, like, I'm keeping all these five guys. I'm not making any, no hard decisions for me. So, Xavier McKinney, obviously. And I'm keeping all of Javarius, uh, J- uh, Javarius Owens, Dane Belton, Bobby McCain, and Jason Pinnock. I mean, they all bring different uh, roles to the team. There's no clear second guy there. Um, every single one of them can contribute on special teams, and you have you lose you lose Julian Love as a special team contributor. So it's more than most teams will keep with safety. I'm keeping five, but it's not a hard decision for me to keep five at all. I agree. I have the same five, same exact reasons. Usually, usually have four. Yeah. Special teams: Graham Gano, Jamie Gillian. I mean, only kicker and punter on the roster. Who are you going? Casey Kreider or Cam Lyons? The U- I mean, they did give a UDFA contract to Cam Lyons. Who are you going? I I think I'm going to give the the slight edge to Casey Kreider. I hope Casey Kreider is on the roster until he's like 43 years old. Sure. Like I want it. Like when the Giants get win a Super Bowl again, I want Casey Kreider to be a part of that. Like I want him to be a, a legend like Zach Diossi, even though Kreider is probably actually a better snapper than Zach Diossi. Wow. Um. People forget, like, that snap in the 49ers game was bad. And times, bad times banged it in. 
Like I, I can, I think there's been one bad Casey Kreider snap in three years with the Giants. I think it was we. I think it was Week One versus the Titans, and it led to it us winning funny. the game because we went for two. So how about that? Ah, chestnut checkers. Um. So there's that. All right. So who are your returners out of the guys we kept? Mine are Jamison Crowder and Eric Gray. Same here. Jamison Crowder is definitely the punt returner. Eric Gray I can use as a kick returner. Um. So those are my returners. Yep. Matt Breida is also like. Wasn't he used as like that second returner last year as like the lead blocker for Gary Brightwell? I can't remember to be honest. I, I don't. I don't. You know how many fucking kickoffs do you do you watch? And you, 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 we and I'm I'm even talking to you at home too. You can't tell me how many special teams plays and kickoffs and kick returns do you watch to start every Giants game? And you cannot tell me who is on special teams. And well, that's most just, of them are touchbacks. That's why. Yeah, that, that's also true. Um, who are guys that? are on the roster because of special teams. For me, it's Jeff Smith, Cam Brown, and Carter Coughlin. Uh, Cam Brown, for me, that that's kind of... like I, I didn't make any designation with anybody on the roster besides Jameson Crowder, who can play... who actually does play wide receiver, and Cam Brown, and I said, you are solely a special teamer. Yeah. Yeah, so like those are the three guys where if players ahead of them got hurt on the depth chart, I'm keeping them on the roster, but I'm bringing I'm bringing someone in at those positions to actually play those positions. Like I don't want Cam Brown, Carter Coughlin, or or Jeff Smith playing. I mean, Jeff Smith you could throw out for a few wide receiver reps, but I'm not. I don't want to go into a game where I'm giving him thirty percent of the snaps or anything like that. Um, last three out. Mine were Darnay Holmes, Sterling Shepard. There's, see, there's so many different ones. Ster- so Sterling Shepard yeah. was one, Darnay Holmes, and I want to say Matt Parrot, but I think Nick Nick McLeod is part of my last three out, more mm-hmm. so than Matt Parrot, because I, I was always going to make a decision between the swing tackles. I didn't want to keep four um, four tackles. So I'm, You did I'm not- keep both last year, though. Parrot, Parrot was Parrot Parrot was on like pup to start year. the season. Yeah, he spent like half the year on pup. So but I guess then he was on the active roster. I mean, they had four at the end of yeah. the season. So yeah, they did. Um, so I wouldn't be surprised. Maybe because but... Neil didn't Neil go down around the same time that Parrot kind of came back. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Um, so I, I guess my last three out will be Darnay Shepard and Nick McLeod slash Matt Parrot. Who were yours? Shep, Lemieux, Holmes. Okay, so the same except for I kept Lemieux. Um, last three in, mine were Shane Lemieux, Jared Davis, and Amani Aurorier, where I thought about keeping I thought about keeping McLeod over Aurorier or just adding McLeod and getting rid of somebody else. Um, Lemieux, I, I thought about Devery Hamilton. I thought about just not having um, him on the roster and keeping McLeod or something like that. And then Jared Davis, where it's like maybe maybe I want to keep Deontay Dave, uh, uh, Johnson or just keep the five linebackers when you include the two special teamers of Cam Brown and Carter Coughlin. My last three in, Lawrence Cager, definitely a very luxury, like having that fourth tight end on the roster. Is it necessary? Is it not? Uh, Jameson Crowder, like that's like a very you know, big who's going to win that wide receiver six battle for me. And Nick McLeod. I guess you don't technically need six corners. Maybe you can get by with five, but I think they had five to maybe start last year. But I feel like you need you need these corners. You know, you're you're gonna go through the depth chart there. And 
you know, we need some, we need some outside inside versatility plus Nick McLeod special teams value right there. Yep. All right. Um, we're finishing this early, but I, I want to just finish it early because just in case we're recording this on Tuesday, just in case there's any breaking news in the next 48 hours or so. So we appreciate you guys. Justin, the lights just went off on Justin. Just to say something, I want to see you in the dark. I am in the dark. He's I am in, in the, the dark. dark. All right. Uh, we appreciate you guys. We'll be back on Tuesday with Dan Snyder of the Big Blue Banter Podcast. We're going to come have him on to talk about the draft and stuff. So we appreciate you guys. We'll see you then. Until then, let's go Big Blue. Blue.